Now, people, June is just around the corner. Let's talk graduation speakers. Ideas? Uh, Toni Morrison. She's in town that same weekend for a book signing. She's won the Nobel Prize. Interesting. Dana, didn't you say you have a cousin who's friends with Britney Spears? Yeah, best friends. <laughs> That is one of my all-time favorites. I'm so glad that you like that movie as much as I love do. It. I love because it. Because the 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 reality here is that I don't think I'd be in L.A. if it weren't for that movie. Oh, wow. I'm from L.A. I lived in Florida for a few years. Right. When that movie came out, I remember vividly my mom uh, – well, I guess – I don't know if we saw it in theaters. I don't know when when I actually saw it. But I remember making her bring me to Best Buy, buy the DVD, buy the soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. And I just watched them over and over, both of them, right, you know, listen right. to it over and over. And it's got some, some good songs on it. And uh, I was just obsessed with the idea of kind of getting back to California. Right, right. And there's nothing about that movie that, like, shows California in any oh. real good light. But it was just such a fun well, movie. There's Jack Black's here. It was honestly, that's honestly, that's what it was. I love him. Uh, well, okay, a couple thoughts. You, this is a more significant film for you. Yes. Uh, I did not see it in theaters, didn't know anything about it. My buddy Grant Sedlachik, Grant Sedlachik showed me this movie and he was like, this is the best movie. And Grant, Grant's not even like a big movie Grant, guy. You know what? Grant's right. He's just like, this is the best movie. <laughs> so we watched it on like DVD or something and uh, and I loved it. I was just like, this really is like a great movie. And I didn't, I knew who Jack Black was, but he wasn't Jack Black to me like now sure. when I watched this. So this is remains my favorite Jack Black role of all oh, time. Oh, nice. Well, and yeah, that's fair. Chevy Chase is great. Kevin Klein is great. I mean, everyone's in it. There's all these There's little million people in it. Tom Hanks' son. He'll still just be Tom Hanks' son for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Colin. And also down to like the fact that the girl in that clip, her oh. her makeup is so perfect <laughs> for that era. It is bananas <laughs> for that era and for Orange County. It could not be better. You I'm should, rewinding. Yeah, try uh, to so pull we can that watch clip it again. You can on uh, YouTube. Yeah, so definitely watch it again. I would just best wanna... friends. Yeah, best friends. <laughs> God, Chevy Chase. Her, yeah, and what you know, legend. this what might be dick. the last good thing that he did. <laughs> yeah, and and honestly, it was the first good thing he'd done in about 15 years at <laughs> yeah, that point. So hard. it really is, it's wedged right in the middle of mediocrity after an incredible career. Yeah. Um. So anyhow, did you know that Chevy it. Chase for the first season of SNL was the only person who did the live from New York? It's Saturday night. I think I did know that. That was his yeah, thing. He was actually so. pissed that they were going to give it to other members of the Sure, cast. yeah, yeah. Part of the reason he left. Anyway, well, a little food for thought there. Kelly, what's like it all a real about? nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what it's all about. We we pulled City Slickers last time. Yeah. We pulled Orange County this time. Those are both really discovery movies, you know, like self-discovery, identity. Aren't all movies self-discovery? That's why you're in L.A. I'm pretty sure. I guess so. John Wick feels just like a fun action movie to me. He discovered more guns. Maybe I'm missing the point. Maybe dogs. He discovered the knives. <laughs> yeah. He discovered dogs. That's true. He discovered Halle Berry in the desert. He did discover her in the desert. Oh, man. In leather pants in the desert. Oh, that's true. That's a lot. Something like that. Did we talk about Booksmart last week? I'm just curious. I don't, think, I don't think we I don't did. know. I, did, I, I don't want to like jump the gun on our topics, but just oh, like this is, this is a preemptive, before we get to new new shit, 
Everybody just go see Booksmart. I love that movie. Yeah, it's really, really good. Oh, man, I loved it. Really, really good. It's really fun. Those it's, girls it's, have so much personality. I if don't you know. liked Superbad, and I know everybody always it's does the this. It's the same. Superbad, but it is the girl version of that, it, and totally. not in like a, oh, they just remade it way. No, in, in a better way. way. Like in like, like, this is really good. It's better. Super yeah. fun, super ridiculous. Jess and I, my girlfriend and I went, and we laughed our asses. Oh, off. my we God, I love great. it so much. Plus, it's got a great soundtrack. So, really yeah, great music. We, we had a blast. Uh, and Olivia Wilde, is that her directorial yeah. debut? Yeah, yeah. She oh, nailed it. Olivia. She's great. Not just a pretty face. No. Um, I got a question for you unrelated. Oh, uh, yeah? Is it sex in the city or is it sex and the city? Do you know? Does anyone know? I think everyone knows. I don't know. But I don't know either. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe we're not the only ones. I'm sure it's right there in the title. <laughs> that I've written that down as my opening question. I was thinking about what we were going to be talking about and I was like, you know. it's Is it? It's and. <gasps> you typed in in and it's and. Yeah, I typed so in and. So it's just sex and the city. These are the things it's about. It's about New York and it's about sex. Well, I mean, they probably like went to the Hamptons every now and then. That's true. They traveled around. In the movies, they really traveled around. Those were awful. I didn't watch them. Um, I did. I did. I've seen them both. <laughs> Real bad. Um, sex it, they, and they were the They city. were no worse than Entourage. It's just Entourage. If you're a guy, that is your sex in the city, so you don't have to be embarrassed about it. But, mm-hmm. you know, I've seen uh, seen both of those. I followed Carrie and the crew a little bit, tried to learn Carrie their secrets. Carrie and the crew. Um, did uh, did we talk last time about the the new Batman um, casting? Uh, Ooh, we got Robert Pattinson, didn't we? Old Patty boy. Um, I think it's great. I think we mentioned it because I mentioned how, uh, yes, he's been in some great stuff recently. Since I'm not a Twilight fan and I never really saw any of those. Ooh. But I did see him in High Life. Yeah, we talked about this. Yeah. Um, and yeah. uh, and I saw and uh, Lost City of Z. We saw a couple. He's done of years some ago, great indie shit, and I like that. So, oh, and and Good Time. Yeah, Good Time is yep. a big one. Yep. That that's actually got a real that's cool a, following. That's a big now. one. Yeah. Um, but he uh, it surprises me not that they wanted him or whatever, but um, it seemed like to me after doing Twilight, mm-hmm. and I mean you can tell from the interviews with all the actors where they're kind of like, well, you know, this is a phenomenon. We have to be grateful. We're all also like a little bit embarrassed. You know what I mean? Like they would even like make comments in the, it was almost like listening to the actress talk about the last two seasons of Game of Thrones yeah. where they're all tra- given the political answer, but they're, they're clearly not as wowed anymore. And they're like, ah, really thought we were, in we're for still something under a contract. Better. Yeah. <laughs> That's sort of like what it was. But I kind of thought maybe he would just go off and be like, okay, I've got money. I'm going to do all these artistic projects and they make money or people see him. That's great. We don't know that Batman from Matt Reeves won't be really, really, really awesome and gritty and yeah. feel like an independent because we don't know. Case in point is, is the, the, it's obviously different, you know, director and everything, but, um, Todd Phillips doing the Joker or Joker mm. is so batshit insane looking. Yeah. And like, yeah, it, if you have Joaquin Phoenix, who is yeah. one of those people that would go off and just do the, the projects that he really wants to do, if you get him for the Joker, there's no reason that we can't have a really badass new tone of Batman with yeah. Robert Pattinson being, you know, the indie guy. Here's that how he I is. feel I don't see him as Batman at all, but I withhold judgment for the facts that you remember, like, you hear stories now about people. Like being nerd rioting, not real rioting, but nerd rioting over Michael Keaton. You know what I mean? Being bad is like you're gonna yeah. have Mr. Mom, and then it ends up, and everybody ends up like loving him. And you hear, you know, Heath Ledger's gonna be the Joker, and everyone's up in arms, and right. everybody ends up loving him. So like, you really do kind of another have to one of those probably let it play out. Yeah, people. Well, are, what do you what do you think if you had a get or if you had to put your finger on it right now? 
what do you think he won't be as good at? Because what I think is he won't nail the uh, the Bruce Wayne part of it um, if Bruce Wayne continues to be a Playboy billionaire. If, yeah, okay. if Bruce Wayne in this new version becomes a different version of Bruce Wayne and is not a Playboy billionaire, is maybe just a tortured billionaire maybe he's yeah, uh no, i'm just yeah, yeah no, i'm no, just no, saying sure. like if you take away certain elements of what we assume batman is then there's no reason it can't be this guy that is not very cleaned up in recent years yeah. i mean if they're gonna just put him in a tux and send him to a party i that just doesn't vibe i think with well, robert pattinson but mine's we'll less see. specific than that anyway i think that to me personally he is a little emo for like Matt, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, well, okay. So we're he needs to be in, back in on the same thing in the but cave. When I think about him, time. though, I don't know if you ever followed the the cartoons at all, but they did like Batman Beyond. Yeah, the, sure. The, the, I've seen some of that. He stuff. feels more like the young, mm-hmm. like futuristic. Guy. I'm not even saying I'd necessarily want that movie, but yeah. I would picture that a little more. But the reason I'm going into all this is we had a uh, a question from our good friend Tyler. Nestle, yeah. What's uh, Tyler say about this casting? And he said. Uh, we all know that the Twilight Kid is going to be Batman now. But if you and Kelly could cast Batman, could have your own cast for a Batman movie mm-hmm. who haven't been in one before, mm-hmm. who would you pick? And then in parentheses, it's got to be uh, people who are like working now. Can't just be like right. Sean Connery and unless you wanted a really old Batman. I think it goes with what I was just saying. I don't know what kind of Batman we're talking about. You've got old Batman. You've got young Batman in some of it. The, the I think that like uh, uh, Taron Egerton, yeah, uh, is an interesting guy. He can do um, anything, I think I like he's him. a little. He seems a little short. Is he short? I don't know. These are super. Short. These are he's superficial. Broad. Questions, he's a little but, blonde, but like we've seen with Bond, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, blonde with Bond. Um, because I don't see him as much as being uh, a Bond. I yeah. I think he's a little bit more rugged than that, um, and yeah, I think I they're going to go more clean cut with Bond after Craig is done. Um, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, someone like him. Um, even the guy that they're talking about for Bond, uh, that guy from uh... <laughs> we're drinking whiskey. By the way, we are. <laughs> so everybody's aware. I'm drinking Japanese whiskey. What the fuck is his name? Um, you talking about the guy from Bodyguard? Yes, guy from Bodyguard from uh, uh, from yeah, Game of Thrones. Remember his name? Yeah, that yeah. guy. Guy from yeah. Uh, uh, is that Rob Stark? <laughs> yeah, it was Rob. Rob, good looking motherfucker. Even he could be a good Batman. Yeah, he honestly, could. like whoever that whoever doesn't get picked for Bond should just be, be considered. Batman. Be, can't be Bond, be Batman. That's what. No, no, no this is a terrible about. answer, Tyler. Well, um, it doesn't because matter. I'm I, I'm you know caught off guard and I don't know. It doesn't matter because I've got the answer. Uh, I doubt it. Oh yeah, I've got the answer. <laughs> Did you ever see the movie Dread? When they, uh, yeah. yeah the, we, are we talking about Carl Urban? Talking about Carl motherfucking Urban. So you're going to put Carl Urban in Batman. He, wait, but I'm I'm casting the whole He's movie. He's Australian, right? I'm casting the whole movie. Yeah. yeah, but he can do an American accent. Yeah, he yeah. can sound just like Bones from Star Trek, so it doesn't matter. So when you were watching Dread, did you never look at his fucking nose and mouth and chin and think, Batman. Yeah, this is fucking Batman. Like, this is what we're doing. Like, and he's talking the same as Christian Bale. That's interesting. I'm the law. Uh, I think he would I, fucking rock it. I don't it. think I did, but that's an excellent observation. Him as Bruce Wayne, you know, I think he could pull it off. But I like Carl Urban. Batman, he would destroy it. And I think he can act any of this stuff. But here's... You got the rest of the cast? Who I would cast as his villain. 
Mm -hmm. Peter Dinklage. As who? A villain. <laughs> a villain. <laughs> Can you imagine Peter Dinklage We're facing Batman off fans. with Carl Urban? No, no, but yes, I think okay. that would be great. And it, honestly, Peter Dinklage as a main villain in anything yeah. doesn't. I like it. even if it was just like a Bond movie, that would be yeah, awesome be great. too. Here's what would be amazing: so. if Peter Dinklage got to play Bane. <laughs> Can you imagine? The sky's the limit. Okay, Marvel's so key. also for uh, Alfred. What if they brought back Tommy Lee Jones as Alfred? Can you imagine how angry he would seem all the time in every scene? I'm not on board with that. Oh, this would be so great. Okay, well, if you can't get him, uh, maybe Ian McShane. Okay, I'm, I'm, I think that's a really good one. Yeah. But he could also be a good villain. What if Alfred's the villain? Are we writing a Batman movie? <laughs> We just broke it. <laughs> anyway, um, so that's my idea, Tyler. It's kind of all over the place, Shit, but I, you let uh, me know if you know which villain Peter Dinklage <laughs> can play, because I'm not as big a comic fan as I am Star Wars and that kind of stuff. So anyway, that's our that's our Batman. Batman yeah, I, I didn't uh, know we were going down that road. Topic of the week. That's awesome. Anyway, thanks for the viewer, uh, viewer <laughs> shout out. Let's have a back. Um, yeah, so that's, that's fun. Um, that made me think of... We were talking about Jack Black a little bit ago. Um, did you watch uh, the Honest trailer of uh, Waterworld? No. They posted it like yesterday. Oh, God, I bet that's amazing. And there's a moment in it where they have a close-up of Jack Black. And I was like, Jack Black's in, in Waterworld? Water yeah, he's one of the bad guys. No, he's He's not. a smoker Seriously. in Waterworld. Yeah, yeah. And so we <laughs> it brought up, like we were talking about Orange County, obviously, and my especially recently i've been watching jack black's youtube channel is so good um and then i went back today i was like he was in a lot of things because we talked about the jackal last yeah week i was just gonna say part. i thought i was ahead of the you game you see these saying, few uh, that i have highlighted here are just a few that were back to back um demolition man mars attacks the jackal he was like one of the main guys in mars attacks Dude, he's he the and, army guy he and, yeah he's great and, he and enemy of the state reminds me of like philip seymour hoffman yeah, and twister where you're just like remember before we knew that, that guy was the best actor in this and, movie? and honestly until um like what what would you say the first thing that you're aware of jack black from so is? if it wasn't orange county it was high fidelity Okay, so that's my answer. Time, High Fidelity right? was 2000. Fucking great. And he had done all this shit for like right. 10, 12 years before even High Fidelity. It's how it always is. Out. Everybody always thinks they're overnight. because No, man. He was literally working. And not years, even comedically. Four years after that, High Fidelity, which we're saying was when we kind of discovered yep. him in Orange County. Like four years after that, he's doing School of Rock, and yep. we all know him. And now so we're all solid, thinking, oh, yeah. he's been around for four years. Dude, he was in NeverEnding Story 3, three the, the one that I didn't know existed, right. even though I actually owned two <laughs> on VHS. <laughs> That's how like into it I was as a kid. Yep. And it is an awful movie because when I found out Jack Blue Black was in it, I actually watched it. And it is That's so funny. one of the worst movies I've ever seen. But that was back in, I mean, I don't even know how far. He's like a, playing a high school student in that movie. Sure. So it's yeah, way, he's way a little back. older, yeah. Or um, younger, so anyway, anyway. I really, really just have a lot of respect for him because of how cool he seems to be. And he's got a ridiculous amount of credits, as many as most yeah. any actor yeah. you can look up. He's got like 150, 160 credits. He's just a performer. Yeah, you know? he's great. I, I had never seen Tenacious D in The Pick of Destiny. And, I haven't and, ever and seen it. Jess was, was a fan and she, were, she was like, we're watching this. And it's 
it's like an older movie and it's it's dated even for it's not that old it's but it still old, feels yeah. dated uh or of its time right and it's you know low budget and everything else but it's like you just enjoy watching jack black uh be just jack be black, just be like on a, like a road movie basically. well i can't recommend enough his youtube channel it's jablinski gaming or games and uh so yeah scale of one to ten jack black's youtube channel versus will smith's family adventures oh jack black kills it because will smith and his whole family as entertaining as they are it's more entertaining because they don't seem like real people right yeah and they're not they're not they seem like a bunch of robots i mean in a good way like they're fun robots they just they seem like weird right um And whereas Jack Black seems like the most normal, fun human being alive, and he's got a couple of small kids and they're in all his videos with him. And um, he's got a guy that uh, shoots and edits most of the videos. And this guy's very, very talented for a YouTube channel. It has some amazing editing and visual effects and production value, even though they're shooting it just on iPhones mostly. Right. Um, It's it's outstanding. I can't recommend it enough. So if uh, the Jack Black channel is a 10... Yeah, it's like a nine. You give Will Smith. It's a nine. Will Smith. Will Smith's yeah, so. probably like a six and a half or seven. All right. On. I'd watch both. Yeah. they're. Yeah. I mean, they're both good. Yeah. Got to check them out. There's more than one good thing out there on my list. It's hard. It's hard to get to all the good things. That's <laughs> there for are sure. So, many. so speaking of good things, what have you seen recently? Is that, um, are we up to that yet or do so, you have other stuff? Yeah. Show? No, let, let's, let's jump into it. Um, so as I just said, I saw some older stuff, Salt Tenacious D, which I'd never seen. Um, so I actually watched uh, an old, um, uh, Oh gosh, now I'm gonna blank on his name. Uh, it's a movie called Lenny with Dustin Hoffman. Why could I not? Think oh, it's cool. Uh, and it's a stand-up comedy movie. And I actually wanted to ask Whoa. you this: Has there ever been? So this is the stand-up comedy movie. Bob Fosse directed it. It was oh, up for okay. Best Picture. Uh, it was one of the best actor nods for you know a, a different era, but yeah. for for uh, Dustin Hoffman. And I, it was really cool visually and the way it was put together. But I also still kind of didn't care. Yeah, And it got me thinking, like, the world of stand-up comedy is a pretty interesting world, and there have been a handful of movies made about it. Mm-hmm. But has there ever been, like, a great stand-up comedian movie? There have been documentaries, I think, that are great. But I don't feel like there's a movie that really does that world justice. Like, I have a lot of friends who are stand-ups. Right. And I just don't feel like there's ever been – this is the one people point to. <clears throat> I was kind of disappointed. Not not that it was bad, but it just wasn't great to me. That's an interesting question. I don't think there's a ton of material out there of like fictionalized stand-up comedy. Um, Robert De Niro was just in one recently. Yeah, the comedian, which right. I didn't see because it it had an amazing cast and it actually had an amazing, well, had a very good trailer. It looked right. very good, and then it came out and critics pretty much tore it apart. Yeah. Um, so I didn't see it, but it was. I love Leslie Mann, and she's kind of the lead. You know, right. well, funny people it, was the one that I thought was going to be a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Not that I didn't like it, yeah, but it, it definitely wasn't. wasn't yeah. I thought it was going to be an all timer right. with all the people in it. Right. Like, oh, this is incredible! The stand up comedian at Sandler, and he's going to actually be serious, and he's dying, but he's going to. Well, this is a sort of good uh, um, uh, segue. Did you see Late Night? No, haven't seen Late Night. So Late Night has some elements, or has an element of stand up comedy in that. It's supposed to be a a look at someone who used to be a stand-up comedian who is now a late-night host, as uh, most late-night hosts did get their start right, in stand-up, like right. Leno and you know whoever else, uh, Letterman and Conan to some degree, even though he, he didn't really start the same way, but he has right, done stand-up. Right. Um, and 
their uh, kind of fictionalization of how stand-up goes and goes for this woman in this movie um, is a good example of how like unrealistic and not good stand-up is in movies. And that's what you right, were just asking about is that it doesn't feel right. And yeah. it, it, even when it's like a good portrayal of standup, it still doesn't land as being, it's not like being in the room standup. Yeah. It's going, um, it feels like fake standup. Um, so I don't know. There's something about that. Um, late night right. was good. It was a good movie. There's, uh, plenty of things that are weird about it, but it's got a lot of great things too. So recommend mm-hmm. that one, but yeah. Well, there's one that I know we've both seen, and this is one I really wanted to talk about. Um, we separately, but we both saw The Dead Don't Die. Yeah, we did. Which, so, which is at a whopping 52% from critics and 38 from audiences. I fucking loved it. I fucking loved it too. I, I, I could not have been happier. <laughs> Even with like yeah. the, the, the hard left turns that, the, that you really can't defend. Like right. we talked about last week when a movie does something that's like almost stream of consciousness and, you know, you either it either works for you or it doesn't. There's no real describing why that works because other people can try stuff like that and it seems pretentious and you're kind of like, oh, shut up, like get out of here, you know. But this movie, part of it was the cast, I think. I mean, obviously, Bill Murray is always funny. Tilda yeah. Swinton was probably she's, my favorite version of her. One I've of ever the seen. best things around playing a Scottish <laughs> woman who was somewhat obsessed with samurai culture. I'm drinking Japanese well, no, whiskey, by the so way. So she, I would, I would argue that she is Scott. She's a Scottish. She seems to be like a Scottish albino, but she's right. Scottish and she is a samurai. Possibly I would, alien. I would say possibly I would, alien. I would say she's a samurai, and then she also is a, uh, uh, not a coroner. What do they call it? The people at the at the at the, uh yeah. She works in the uh the morgue or the the funeral home. She, she but works. I don't at know the what funeral. Yeah, it's a funeral home. As but a I don't person know. who they they redoes the put bodies. The fi- yeah, and does the, the mortician. Mortician uh, is that the yeah, right yeah. word? That's why okay, Morticia yeah, yeah. got her name on mortician. Adam's family. Sure. Okay, so she's a mortician, and she is so amazing. She's great in everything, though, man. Um, yeah, I love that. Love that. She has added a line, uh, one of my all time favorites into like the plethora of lines that I, that I love mm-hmm. in movies, which is when the guy references star Wars and she just looks at him and says, ah, oh, yes, excellent fiction. <laughs> and it just very calmly, excellent fiction. That's my new go-to. I've probably said it just a thousand times <laughs> in the last week, but, um, really, um, that is really Kylo Ren. What, a um, Adam Adam uh, Driver Driver is also fantastic. Um, He's great. His man. delivery of the word "ghoul" <laughs> is worth the price of admission because he really draws it out. We should <laughs> ghouls. I think we're dealing with zombies. Ghouls. Um, you know, a lot of people don't know. I don't know what your background was, or if you had any with Jim Jarmusch as a well, filmmaker. The last movie I saw of his was Patterson, which also starred Adam Driver. That was like two years ago or something like that, three years. Right. And uh, that was one of my like top three favorite movies that year. Right. If not okay. top one or two, it was so excellent. And I had to look up because of how bad The Dead Don't Die is doing in terms of uh, crit- critics relative to what I expected. Right. Um, I went back and looked at Patterson has 96% from critics. And obviously they're entirely different genre of film, but same filmmaker and same essentially lead actor also. Um, 
And Patterson's just kind of a small movie about a guy in a town who drives a bus, and it's a very, right, very right. Uh, small movie, but it's beautiful and very well uh, written and acted. But this kind of is also, and I yeah. don't understand the backlash. Him, him taking on genres is interesting because so I discovered Jim Jarmusch when I went to film school. Sure, and you know because he's because he was just there the indie just... scene. Yeah, he was in the halls. <laughs> right. No. I found he him. Came up through the end. He's like, excellent. We're going to watch some excellent, excellent fiction, fiction today. Uh, no, but he, you know, he, he's, an, he's an offbeat filmmaker. He does things yes. his own way. He grew up in the indie scene of the sort of 70s and 80s New York. I mean, he, there's stories about him just like squatting in buildings and living while he just tried to make that his tracks. art. That's all he did. Um, and he did uh, Dead Man with Johnny Depp, which is one of the strangest Westerns you could ever watch. Um, I think only Lovers Left Alive. Uh, was his, which actually had Tilda Swinton and um, oh, nice. the guy who plays Loki. I can, I always forget his name. Um, Tom Hiddleston? But they were, yeah, Tom Hiddleston. But the one that we watched in uh, film school, we actually watched two. One was called uh, Coffee and Cigarettes. Sure, that's one a of classic. One of oldest yeah. shorts. That, mm-hmm. And it's just built around, okay, we're just going to show different people yeah. doing coffee and cigarettes. So that's the kind of thing. It's not traditional narrative. So him taking on zombie films, like just wanted to go and I was like, do you do you know about Jim Jarmusch? Like I didn't yeah, want to yeah. give away too much, but I was just kind of like, it's going to be different. Like we're we're not seeing like, a zombie movie. We're seeing a Jim Jarmusch movie that's got zombies in it. Like right. it's it's a different fucking thing. And she ended up like 15 minutes in leaning in, and she was like, "I love this. Like okay. I'm I'm on board." Which made me really happy because I it could have gone either way. Didn't know, yeah. So to ca- contrast that, there were three guys that were sitting in the row in front of us, and they walked out of the movie with like five minutes left. I mean, it was like what? clearly they had tried to make it, and they what? all looked at each other and they were like, "Let's get the fuck out of here." And this was at the end of the movie, right? Um, not to tell what that was, but they were just head- headed out. There was like five minutes left, and Jess was actually seemed offended. Like she turned to me, like, "What are these motherfuckers? Where are these guys going?" Yeah. So I can see how it would have like a medium kind of rating because I really think this kind of thing tries to do something and it works or it doesn't. But there's so many big names and they didn't advertise it that much to show you that it's it's not Walking Dead. It's not what you think it might be. Right. And having Selena Gomez in it, having all right. these people, I think a lot of people probably went in and were like, yeah, let's go see the zombie movie. And then they were like, what the fuck's going on? It's like that's so good, what I think. Though. Anyway, God damn but it's check bad. it out. We both recommend. Couldn't recommend yep. high enough. Yeah. Um, a lot of fun, just fucking wacky. Yeah. Fun. Anyway. Yep. Um, I saw a bunch of shit. <laughs> of course. Um, I saw what we did. Yeah, a couple of fun little stories from, uh, I think I saw like nine movies since the last day. We've been away for like three weeks though. So yeah. Um, yeah. I saw oh, The Souvenir, which is a very small indie movie. And it's one. a good segue because it's Tilda Swinton's daughter that stars in it. And Tilda uh-huh, Swinton right. is in it as her mom. Yeah, and, you told um, me about this. Right. And the movie is good. It's a little offbeat. I don't. I don't necessarily love it, um, but it is. Um, it's uh, well acted for sure. Some excellent, excellent performances in it. Right on. Um, uh, but <laughs> what I'm excited for coming up is I saw I saw the souvenir at my old uh, indie theater right by my high school in Irvine. Right. At, right. At what we call uni, the university theater in Irvine, and. Uh, there was a trailer for Midsummer, which is coming out in uh, yeah, a couple of weeks, and I'm very excited for it. It's Reminds getting great me of the reviews. Original Wicker Man, totally. Yeah, it feels very similar. Um, but I'm excited for Midsummer. But there was a lady right behind me that during the Midsummer trailer, she she very very loudly said, "That's awful." <laughs> <laughs> 
and I I went, well, I mean, she's not wrong, but don't say that in a theater, <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, that's great. It does seem that's awful. Um, but uh, that movie, Midsummer, coming out, is starring Florence Pugh? P-U-G-H? I, I don't know how you don't say know how her you last make it name. this far in your life she with changed that name. Uh, no. Why you would pick that? It's like Im- uh, Imogen uh, uh, Potts. Potts? Potts. Yeah. It's another one that's just, it's weird enough that I'm kind of like, uh, if we hadn't we? had Imogen Heap, which was a band, yeah. uh, then I yeah. don't know that we would know what to do with that name. But anyways, uh, <laughs> it's Florence Pug. It's weird. P-U-G-H. Pug. Pug. Um, she's only 23, and she's starring in Midsummer coming out soon, but she also starred in Fighting With My Family, which have you seen that yet? No, I still didn't see that one. You guys should put that on your list for like when you're sitting around this weekend or whenever. Yeah, um, I had trouble getting excited for that one. I dude, did not like it, but I was like, ah, I don't know. But you didn't see it yet. Yeah, that's true. No, you're right. You're right. You, you will know, see it eventually. You will like it. It, it is way better than you think it is. Okay. Uh, or could be fair enough. Um, but anyway, she stars in that. She's very young still, and I think she's one to look out for because uh, she seems to be uh, picking some great. Is she stuff. the main one that's kind of based on the page. Yeah, chick? yeah, yeah. She plays Paige. Right, yeah, yeah. She's the main one. <clears throat> um, anyway, saw Souvenir. Saw um, Echo in the Canyon. That was very interesting. Uh, did you see Dark Phoenix? <laughs> I was going to until yeah. uh, until the everyone critics. on Earth that saw it told me not to. We're gonna Jess we're and gonna I just didn't end up going. We're just gonna have to talk about it at a later time because um, I have a lot of thoughts on it, and it is not nearly as bad as. People say it is, um, okay. but I think that's something to come back to. Um, but speaking of not as bad as uh, people think it is. I know uh, where you're going. Men in Black. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, I had a great I make, time. I make no apologies. I don't understand what people think we're doing here. We're not replacing Will Smith. You can't You can't capture Will Smith 19, what was it, 98? Yeah. Men in Black. You he's a robot. capture that. So it was 97. We're not... 97 yeah check me on that tyler we we are not trying to do that we're trying to tell a new story with new people and all that you can hope is that the people have charisma and uh, are fresh and and people kind of uh, like them in the current space of today and who is more likable and and lovable than this duo of you know (laughs) thor and valkyrie like they are so awesome and funny people. and sexy beautiful people. and yeah. great and uh, witty and they have personality and all of that is in this movie. So here's um, how I felt about and, it. And, and there are articles being written about how everyone's apologizing for how bad Men in Black is. Oh, I, I don't the read. Studios giving I didn't see that. I don't read. Apologizing, meaning that there's all this... We shit the bed. We'll do better next time. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this is why, and this is why, and this executive did this, and this. Yeah, but studios are gutless, and they always just like, what the fuck are you talking about? You made a good movie. It wasn't amazing, but it was really fun. Here's what I'm going to say about it. I didn't ask for the sequel. Didn't really want it. Yeah, of course. Um, Didn't even really want Men in Black Three. Really loved Men in Black One. It was of its time. Yeah, thought it was the perfect time for Will Smith, but. Then I went to see this because, you know, I got the uh, sure. AMC pass and I was like, yeah, oh, like, see like you do. It's free. Yeah. And um, and I like this better than uh, two of the other mm-hmm. three Men in Black movies. I like Men in Black. Oh, absolutely. And then this is number two. For sure. Above the other Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones movies. And For I was sure. leaving the movie thinking, oh, yeah, I kept thinking, oh, this is not going to have Will Smith. I don't know if I'm really that interested, but then I was like, you know, I didn't really love the sequels to that movie. No. The real authority, though, on this and the person we've got to ask, and Debbie, please call us or text us or whatever, 
Have you met my friend Debbie, uh, Debbie and Corey? That Men in Black to her is Back to the Future to you. No shit. And Star Wars to me. She's the one in the world. I think her sister as well. She when sounds When she used to come visit me cool. on Sony. No, she's awesome. She's fucking fantastic. But she'd come visit me at Sony sometimes or if she and Corey came over or whatever because they lived in Culver City. And it was like she was the one person who was over the moon for the men in black, like props we had. Oh, in the lobby. That people would literally be like, what's this from? They That's wouldn't the neuralizer. Yeah, they'd look at the motorcycle and be like, hey, is this from James Bond? He'd be like, no, men in black, dummy. You know, you know what I mean? They'd be like, is this Ghost Rider? No, that's men It's in got black. a little alien in it. But uh, she was super stoked and loves men in black. So I'm very curious. I have not gotten her take yet, and I'm very curious. Well, I thoroughly it. enjoyed it. And, Corey. And, uh, I, and I'm hoping that, you know, there if there were actual production and pre-production problems in this you know the making of this movie i'm hoping that this makes enough money that they make another one with these two and the world that they created uh and just kind of iron out some of that you know production you know worry and right. then uh, right. and then make another solid one you know yeah um kumail's in it and even though yeah he's uh, there are moments of him where I'm like, okay, that's th- that's not a great line. There's some silly dialogue from. But he's him. every bit as good as the little talking dog. But but that's exactly yeah. You said that, and that's exa- exactly right. He's just a sidekick, and he is good. We like Kamal. Yeah. yeah, he's a great. If you're gonna do a voiceover actor, he's got a funny, yeah, fun voice. Yeah, it was good. It was good. We liked it. It was good. Check it out. Um. Yeah. What else did you see? Anything else? Well. I I'm going to mention a couple more. Things, I but. didn't see one, but we'll save that for you didn't a little see one. later. I, so you're I wanted not going to talk about I the thing you one. didn't see. We're going to talk about it. But <laughs> go ahead and knock out the other ones you've seen. Okay, I'm know. just going to mention a couple others. Um, check out The Last Black Man in San Francisco. Uh, that seems to be one of the first big maybe um, awards type movies this year. I don't see color, but some I'll check of it the best, <laughs> the, some of the best performances for sure of the year, some of the best cinematography, maybe the best looking film um, uh, cinematography wise this year right. that I've seen. Um, and toy story four, I loved, don't say too much. Cause I I'm not going to say anything. I just loved it. And it's maybe the only toy story movie or Pixar movie in recent years that I can say that like i want to go see it again right now oh like, right. i'm very yeah. excited i think i, I know it'll be great i think i had more fun just true fun watching it than any of the other toy stories uh i think obviously they've been spanning so many decades they've spanned yeah. so many decades uh but toy story 4 is so fantastic and then the last one i just saw yesterday so it's a little fresh is wild rose and i just have to say that you got to keep an eye out for the girl in Wild Rose in all kinds of stuff because she seems to be kind of blowing up right now. Her name's Jessie Buckley. She's an Irish actor. I, know, I actually know her. Yeah, what do you know her from? I know her because I was the only uh, in the entire world. I was the only fan <clears throat> of uh, a show called, what was it? It's one season. Ridley Scott produced. Tom Hardy is in it, and she's in it as well. Oh, yeah. She's been in a couple of TV series that I didn't know. But it's like the Peaky Blinders B version that no one saw. Right, and right. Um, well, this was also called? directed by one of the directors of Peaky Blinders, um, but uh, it's a big British kind of cast and crew. Um, but Jesse Buckley is uh, singing in this movie. Uh, the movie's about a girl from Glasgow who oh, right wants to be a country singer and she's trying desperately to get to Nashville. Um, but she's got things that are holding her back and her 
socioeconomic situation is, is a little rough. I've seen a trailer. Um, this, okay. But you you have to see it if you get a chance because she's singing in this movie. There's a lot of fantastic music that she um, just very, very – there's some like fun country in it and then there's some more kind of mellow and um, – and emotional slow country songs uh-huh. in it and that stuff. She Heartbreakers. really, 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 really just is on fire. Um, well, and uh, we know her most recently from Chernobyl. If anybody saw mm, Chernobyl, right. she was the uh, wife of the fireman in Chernobyl. Um, well, check amazing. out also check out Taboo. Okay. Which is what I know her from. Right on, right on. Um, and also because I want to talk to someone about it. Nobody else yeah, no, watched it. I've never even <laughs> heard of it. <laughs> it's Tom Hardy. It's all these people. Anyway. That's cool. Uh, yeah, Jonathan yeah. Price is in it. Um, oh, yeah. He's good. It's, you know, it, it he's is good. It is. is he it's still good. trying to um, get the rights to uh, TV airtime in China or some shit? <laughs> <laughs> Pathetic. Pathetic. So on our on uh, my quest, with it's my, tomorrow's news my, today. My quest <laughs> with my girlfriend to get through all the Bond movies. We are, I think, we're something like sixteen or seventeen in out of like the twenty five. And but we, you're not watching them in order, right? No, okay, we, right. I, I have. Okay, so I've done this quest with a couple people. Obviously, you and I have seen these movies hundreds of times. All the ones that are there, I mean, we've seen them Bond movies since we were kids yeah, over, of and course. over and over again. Yeah. So we can talk about any of the Bond films. We're big fans. But, you know, our friend Stevie, who used to live here, had never seen a Bond movie. I was like, oh, my God, it's the longest running series ever. It's so great and everything else. And we we went through them all. But in yeah, trying, you guys watched them all. And when trying to go, and you probably watched half of them with us, but yeah. it's really, you get really, really caught up in eras when you try to do that. And, uh, and, you know, where you're like, okay, we're just watching 60s movies and it's like five or six of those and the pace is different. And then you stay in the 70s for about eight movies, you know, and then you're – yeah, so it's like a very – kind of a slog. And um, even if you like them, it's kind of a slog to get through. And so I just kind of decided, you know, the, the actors haven't – who have played Bond or six of them, they haven't been in the same amount. But we kind of just went like the first of all of them. Mm-hmm. And then maybe two of one and one of another. Obviously, I think that's how I would do it. It goes away real quick. But it's been super fun doing it that way. Um, and anyway, Tomorrow Never Dies. The Pierce Brosnan ones were probably the most fun we've had. Mm-hmm. She's had a blast. They're just super entertaining. The pace is great. They're action-packed. They're more action movies than probably any of the others. I know they've got some tongue-in-cheek stuff. But, like, you know, the body counts are higher. There's more action set pieces. It's not like a drama with action scenes. It really is a full action spectacle for right. those Pierce Brosnan ones. And I think they're remembered kind of unfairly now because I think they're really, really smart. Not by me. I love all of them. <laughs> Not by you. And I, I really, really do enjoy Tomorrow Never Dies, which is the one we're been, we've been ref- referencing with Jonathan Price. Yeah, pretty um, great. Yeah, I love that one. Pretty great. Yeah. And Jonathan Price, of all people, to be in a Bond movie as a crazy paper man married to pa- Terry pa- Hatcher. Paper man. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he was. He was a paper man? He delivered the news. That's what he did. That's what he, he was a he was a all, all all media magnate. I don't know. Oh man, what a what a Elliot Anyways, Carver. Elliot Carver. A, you know, he forgot the number one rule of mass media: give the people what they want. Give the people what they want. Excellent fiction. Excellent fiction. All right. So, is there anything else you want to talk about that um, you did see? Well, uh, this thing right here we should talk about because I did see it and you didn't. Oh, yeah. but wait, that's the thing you were just talking about. So when are we going to get to that at the end? I'm real heartbroken about it. Should you we know, talk about it now? We it and let the- well, we should talk about it at the end. Yeah. So let's do news and uh, trailers we'll, we'll, and things. We'll be back shortly. Yeah, don't let me forget story. that one because that's that's, a, that's a fun I, one. I got you. 
Um, so did you see the uh, Bond 25 footage no. from yesterday? Is he back filming again um, after his yeah. injury? So let's just watch okay. this. It's a minute. Let's you know. Do it. Um, you guys at home can listen. You we'll can watch. listen, right? Oh my God, I'm so excited. All right, so yeah. So what a boom shot this, what a eat and not a miss. If a man want this, he will catch up in me fist. Yes, yeah, making a grass, so what is when I'm crisp. If I'm a sexy guy, let me a put this. Boom shot this, what a eat and not a miss. If a man want this, he will catch up in me fist. Yes, yeah, making a grass, so what is when I'm crisp. If I'm a sexy guy, let me a put this. So I touch, so from somewhere, but come out with no way, no come out flat. Say good car, the corner, couple of such. Me death on a mission with me verbal barrage. No matter if I smile. This is how this is how I know so good, so good. This is how I know that I'm and that was so dumb. Such a fan because it takes so little. It takes. I'm still so on board. Virtually nothing. I like if you throw some clips at me, <laughs> and you know, and it's like, hey, it's the Bond so, world, and you give me some scenery, and like, oh, we're going all over. It's the world. all. Everybody's in fucking suits. They look awesome. So got fucking helicopters. What you just around. listened to, guys, is literally a one minute video uh, that came up uh, yesterday. Yeah, they posted it yesterday on YouTube. It's one minute, and it's called "On the Set with Bond 25." jamaica um and man does it get you totally fucking psyched <laughs> for James Bond. My, my buddy grayson was living with me out here in la and it's so dumb because there's nothing even in that video yeah. but my buddy grayson was living with me at the when the casino royale trailer came out sure and as he can shout out to grayson as he can attest um i probably watched that trailer on my laptop in our apartment sure. over the course of like three months sure Probably a hundred times. Yeah. He He's just like, you really want to see this, huh? But it is, I don't know why I get so juiced and like, jet. you know, it really is like the Star Wars thing when you throw the letters up and I'm like, oh, we're doing this again. Right. I get very, very excited every single time. Yeah. Anyway. So well, I'm jazzed. I love it. I, I, I So to segue uh, as to why that video exists and uh, why did we just watch Tell it? us, Kelly. Well, I don't know why it, why it exists, but I can guess <laughs> well, why it exists. Okay, don't tell us. I'm going to guess. Yeah. That this week, a 49-year-old man was arrested on uh, or amongst the stages of uh, Pinewood where they were shooting, I think it was at Pinewood, uh, where they were shooting um, this movie uh, in England, and he was arrested for voyeurism. He had a hidden camera in the women's restroom. Good. And uh, Good that he was arrested. And they got him, right? Whoop. Oh, whoopsie. Um, and <laughs> the, drinking whiskey. The point there is that... Uh, that along with the injury sustained by Daniel Craig, it's not been a great, yeah. not been a great few weeks for right. uh, Bond. Right, and I think uh, they must have went into uh, some kind Protection of mode. mode. Let's get yeah. people excited. Let's fill the and it's is. like let's make a ridiculous, you know, one minute video of nothing. And There's really nothing in it. Fucking awesome. awesome. <laughs> some editor somewhere went, okay, give me everything you got, <laughs> and it's mostly behind the scenes. Um, and maybe some of that is not behind the scenes. Actually, it's probably all behind the scenes, but right. anyways, it's hard to tell and uh, ends with a big fucking explosion. 
Um, well, I'm excited. Practical explosion. Starts with a helicopter, so, ends with an explosion. God damn, it's awesome. I'm real excited. Anyway, so that's cool. And wait. also in England this past week, or maybe within the last two weeks, um, Anne Hathaway is working on a movie called The Witches at one of the studios there. Right. And a remake of The Witches I, that was written by Roald Dahl? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't do all the research on that. I think. Maybe. It might be. Maybe. That was one that Angelica Houston was in when I was a kid. Oh, cool. And, I, and terrified me. It's very oh, scary. Fair enough. Like, it was one of the scariest movies I'd ever yeah, seen. Yeah, I don't know it. I did not like it. I don't know it. I don't like Book scary movies. So. Yeah. Anyway. Um, more than Watership Down? Nothing's as scary as Watership Down. I mean, to this day. You know they remade that recently. Oh, yeah, I know. Did you watch I, I'm it? I'm working up the guts. Yeah, okay, it. fair enough. So, it's, this is funny, though, because you were talking about, like, things we've seen. I don't want to sidetrack too much oh, here, yeah, like we always do. That's what we do. But, um... We, uh, I also ran one night late at night. Sometimes we'll just put stuff on to kind of fall asleep to after we've watched what we're really going to watch. Mm-hmm. And I threw on, are you aware of a, a version of, there's been like four or five, but of Babes in Toyland starring Keanu Reeves and Drew Barrymore? Dude, I've seen that a bunch of times. Oh my God. I watched about? that so much when it's I was a kid. It's fucking nuts. Okay. Well, just that, yeah, it's, it's, it, that movie is insane. No, no, I know can't recommend it high enough that also terrified me yeah yeah the evil I mean, guy with the thumbnail and the weird. bowling ball house that rolls through anyway uh-huh. and like there's like trolls and then there's a bunch of kid shit from when we were growing up that's that real, is legitimately real, real terrifying like i watch it now and i'm like oh it's not scary anymore i'm like no these are horror elements but they like they really chase stuff. each other in like go-karts at the end of the movie yeah so that's well <laughs> it's yeah, peppered in between that or like yeah, yeah some really toy weird, soldiers weird and shit, cars yeah. and bat marita mr miyagi mm-hmm. playing like a santa claus toy maker yeah I'm, oh i'm so happy you saw that no, yeah. That's well, what's crazy. fun is um, that I I watched that a lot when it came out. I actually had it on VHS from McDonald's. I. I think McDonald's had a <laughs> had a giveaway of that movie. I think that's the yeah. version I had. And uh, Keanu Reeves was never better. Yeah, no, that's very early. His acting, um, it's good. That movie is so fucking bad. But anyways, yeah. I saw I watched it a bunch when I was little. Um, and uh, I went to a friend's house for. Um, this is a shout out to Clay and Michelle, my friends Clay and Michelle. Michelle's family had us over for um, kind of a post, I think it was post Christmas get together. I forget what day it was. Um, it must have been, it was a Christmas party of some kind. And her family had that on. And I was just like, oh my God. They were all watching it yeah. as a family. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, this is, this is an odd choice for a family to sit down and watch, but I'm on board, you know? <laughs> Um, just cause I hadn't seen it since I was yeah. a kid and I was just like, no one watches this movie. This is you amazing know? that you know about it too. Cause me talking about this is like me talking about Ernest Scared Stupid. <laughs> where, you know what I mean? Where I'm like, no, that shit is scary. Dude. Yeah, that yeah, was like yeah. the scariest thing I ever saw when I was a kid. And everybody's like, what? I don't even remember that. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't even know which one. No, for sure. Unbelievable. Anyway. Anyways. Yep. That's good. Um, so this is kind of a fun one. I got so many fucking things to talk about, but I'll try to limit it. Um, have you heard Dana Carvey on Conan O'Brien's podcast? Uh, so Conan O'Brien has a podcast called Conan Love O'Brien it. has uh, needs a friend. It's one of the best podcasts. D- yeah. Dana Carvey is uh, one of the recent guests. Uh, and I yeah. think it was my dad that was listening to it a few weeks ago. And he was like, you got to check this out. And I had already been listening to other episodes. Yeah. I was like, Oh, I don't, I love Dana Carvey. I'll listen to that one. And he does, because uh, he's a big voices guy, he does lots the of voices, voices and impre- he's one of the best. Yeah, and he does a bit of John Lennon and Paul McCartney. Yeah, I've heard it. Holy fuck! It's amazing. 
And it's not a bit as much as it's a thing that he does and because it's different every time. It's just he has fully realized these two guys' voice. It's not just the voices. It's the cadence. It's, it's, uh, it's what they say. It's, that's my point is that it is what they say. They get involved in politics. Okay, so, so the point – yeah, and those are all good impressions. Well done. <laughs> not as good. Um, not as good as Dana. But the point here is that it is not an impression. It is a fully realized – um, reenactment or I uh, know it, it, it is, it is so nuts because he, uh, the premise is that, uh, Paul McCartney is the in between between what's going on in the world and John Lennon. And presumably maybe John's not dead in this theoretical. Um, and he's explaining to, no, I think, I think John's in the afterlife and yeah. Paul McCartney is explaining to him so he's from everything up. from life. Right. And he's explaining present day, things topics news politics um just everything that's going on in the world he's trying to explain it to john as like 1980 john yeah exactly to to john from when he was alive and he's explaining it so well (laughs) the the wit that comes out of dana's brain is anyways the point to all of this is that he makes a throwaway comment in in conan's um podcast that maybe we should do a podcast together and then Dana also does this bit on Howard Stern and does a lot of the same bit. And he explains that him and Conan are doing a podcast, a separate grouping of episodes for Conan O'Brien needs a friend where Conan is going to play one of them and Dana will play the other one. And they're going to do this bit continuously um, as a podcast. That would be a work of art. I just think it's one of the greatest things in entertainment right now. <laughs> Even though Dana Carvey just thunk this up at home while his wife was out, you know, <laughs> yeah. and he was just around yeah. the house. It's so fantastic. Anyways, well, check that out. Great stuff. And I've heard the impressions yeah. and they are incredible. Yeah. They yeah. Fantastic. So anyways, what else you got? Um, Any of this stuff on my list here worth yeah, talking about? I've seen the Ad maybe Doctor trailer, Doctor Sleep. That. We should mention seen real the quick. Doctor Sleep trailer. So, like, what do you make of that? Is that uh, it? Should it, did we ask for a Shining know, sequel? Because that yeah. seems nuts. I mean, I guess I'll check it out. The idea of Danny growing up, I guess, right. is interesting. It's weird though because if you're a fan of Shine, the Shining, the movie, mm-hmm. maybe you love both, but that's the one. Uh, you know, of Stephen King stuff that he's on the record being like, they couldn't have gotten it more wrong. I'm not saying the movie's not a masterpiece. I'm just saying he threw out everything I did and did his, made his own thing. He's like, I don't even know why he adapted my, like optioned my story. Right. Like that was like his stance on it. Yeah. So then they made kind of a somewhat shitty TV movie that Stephen King says is incredible and more superior. Right. You know, to the degrees that like Stephen King, who, you know, believes in an afterlife and believes in a God versus Stanley Kubrick, who is like, Pretty outspoken is like, I mean, not loud and boisterous, but kind of probably an atheist, definitely agnostic. Yeah. Saw kind of the cold death that awaited all of us and like, you know, it was all depressing and everything versus King where like the hotel burns in mm-hmm. that book and and literally the hotel is in a snowstorm and totally frozen yeah. in King. I mean, it's almost like Kubrick picked the opposite thing. Mm-hmm. So this movie coming out, I imagine because it is based on a Stephen King book as, as well. Yeah. I think people are going to go into this thinking, oh, this is going to be right off of The Shining. And I'm not sure it's going to make anyone feel, other no. than little flashback moments, connected at all. I think it'll be a totally separate Yeah, thing, I think it's yeah. going to be like its own beast. I don't know right. what to think about it. I don't really care, no, but I, I am intrigued. Either, but about, it, and I feel the exact same way. We can come back to this. I don't want to get past it if you have thoughts. But the Ad Astra trailer with mm-hmm. Brad Pitt. Yeah. 
also very intrigued. Yeah. I don't really know what's going on. It's almost like the first trailer for Interstellar where you were kind of like, okay, um, it's going to yeah, be a journey, but I don't stuff. know what we're doing. Yeah. But it looks cool. Well, uh, the only thing that it's got going for it right now is that I, I watched that trailer like two times in theaters where I felt the same way. I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to care about with this. Yeah. It doesn't particularly grab me. There aren't any like concepts in the trailer that seem original or new or anything. Yeah. But it is the director from La City of Z. So right. and and I just think that's a real, real, real amazingly made and crafted film. Right. Right. And I think that if he uh yeah, if he's on it, then it probably is not just a throwaway you know, space movie, it's probably got a lot more depth to it. Well, I'll say this. Brad Pitt just keeps looking better. <laughs> and I don't mean that as like, uh, oh, yeah. Brad Pitt's so sexy. I'm just saying like, yeah. he, when you watch him in the Once Upon a Time in the West trailer, or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, <laughs> we'll preview there. Yeah. Um, and uh, when you watch him in this trailer, like, he doesn't look like a plastic, beautiful doll anymore. Like, his we- face is kind of weathered and mm-hmm. kind of leathery, and he looks fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, I, I, like literally the last couple times I've seen him, I've just been like, this dude looks so cool. Yeah. Like, he could not look cooler to me yeah. than he does now. And I just built a bridge. Yep. That's a good segue. Segue. Just something that happened to Kelly and myself. <laughs> it happened more to you. Because my night wasn't that different yeah, from what I expected. Yeah, but I wanted to experience it but, with you. So I'm a huge uh, Spaghetti Western fan. Um, the new Bev out here, Tarantino's Theater, runs a lot of those. And I had mentioned to Kelly, hey, man, we should really go see Once Upon a Time in the West, uh, which is, to, for my money, a fucking masterpiece. One of the 20 maybe best. You probably world. invited me to that late May. The yeah. screening was mid June. Yeah. Popped up on the schedule real quick. So like three or four weeks in advance, probably you asked me. Yeah. You scooped up your tickets. So what you you do with the new Bev is you go on their website, you buy the tickets, and then there's a will call when you get there. Right. So you don't have to wait in line. I've done it a million times. Yeah. Uh, we went out, we grabbed some food, could have gotten in line earlier. No, there was no reason thought about it. not to go to the movie. But we grabbed some food, uh, we came walking back up, and as we got to the window... And, you and said, whoa, whoa, wait, so let's just mention that at dinner... I said specifically that I had been to the New Bev a lot since it reopened in uh, December. Oh, yeah. And that there, yeah, absolutely I did. Because my whole point to that story was that. Never full. It's never full. Like, even when I buy tickets, they always have a standby line outside and they, all those people get in and I can walk in at the last minute and still get a decent seat up front. Um, and a lot of the people that are regulars that do come every week and buy tickets in advance, they like sitting in the back. So it's right. not even really about getting a good right. seat. And so I just didn't think anything of it. And I've seen a lot of what I thought were really popular screenings, right. things that really did demand a big audience. Like fucking um, Jurassic Park and shit. Yeah. And they like Batman it. when it when they were doing Batman Returns and stuff. And, and it just... So then we got there. It's the second night, by the way, of two screenings of this. Yeah, the, yeah, exactly. It wasn't even just one night. It was two nights, and there was an enormous line, as there normally is, though. That's just because they haven't let anybody in yet. But what I realized when I got there was that, no, they had already let in the entire pre-purchase line. Right, right. And this was a standby line that was easily the size of the capacity of the theater. Right. And I didn't kind of realize all that, so then we got... Well, it was at the moment when you said, no, man, we're over here. You got tickets, right? And I ha- knew I had tickets until that moment. 
I don't know if you could see it in my eyes. In that moment, I was uh, still yeah. pretty sure I had gotten tickets, but I was like, man, it's been so long. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, fuck. I don't remember buying them, I'll but I know name. I did. Yeah. And, and then I walked up, up and I didn't. And I got in line and waited and Kelly so went in. And I went in and saved uh, seats. But when I went in, the theater was packed. Yeah. It was almost entirely full and there were easily like 200 people outside. And I waited through all the trailer shows that you enjoy seeing and everything because yeah. I kept saying, guys, you're not going to make it past this point. But you always wait. You always so wonder I, if I have a really, really terrible ending to this story. Which is that I the sequence of events was that I held the seat next to me with my jacket for a very long time, but as soon as they came in to get a count, because they were very obvious right. about they were right. coming in to count how many were left, I took my jacket off and I grabbed the guy and I said, "This is available," because I thought someone needs to sit there. Right. There's no chance he's should. getting in if I if I can't include this in the count. Right. And so I said, this is open. And I also pointed to another one near me that I knew to be open. And so then he went off with that information to right. presumably let in enough people to right. fill in those few seats. They did not. That seat was empty the entire movie. So we were in line. And I, the only silver lining was I was like, Kelly's going to get to see this rad movie and it's going to be fucking great because I know yeah. you love films. And yeah, yeah. It's going to be great. He's never yeah. seen it and everything else. And it's a, it's just an amazing movie. Yeah. But at the same time, I wanted to experience that with you. You know, you're like you're taking your friends. I wanted you to, man. And yeah. and so here's the thing about the new Bev. Like a lot of really quality theaters, though, is that as soon as the trailer show happens, what I oh, and it wasn't it wasn't until the movie started that they were doing that count. Right, right. Right. So it wasn't actually like oh, the trailers are playing. I can pop out and go like see if I can catch you or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. It wasn't until the movie was like five minutes in that I realized that they weren't letting anybody in. Right. And it was like, okay, my options were to run out and either try to find you. Chances are you weren't going to be there anymore or call you to come back and then convince them at the front desk to sell another ticket when they had clearly closed the box office. I just didn't think that was all appropriate. But uh, what a fucking bummer that there was a seat next to me. Huge drag also because the only thing I can figure... And I think it was is, the only seat of hell. This is my fault. And this is literally the only time in the history of myself that this has happened. You know what I mean? <laughs> that I've actually like walked on uh, on yeah. that. Like, yeah, yeah. But um, I, I invited you. I also invited my buddy Julian and my buddy mm-hmm. Chance. Sure. And you like, immediately were like, hey, man, I got my ticket. I think at the time early on, I was waiting to see if they... I was just going to buy the other ones oh, like, right. to cover everybody. Right. And I was waiting. And then at some point... I guess I just assumed, oh, I'm not waiting on them anymore. I'll get mine. And for some reason, and just didn't. didn't. And then, like, the night rolls in, and I've got it scheduled. And then I was just like, wait a second. like I've got a word for friends like you. It's jabroni. You're a big jabroni. <sighs> Devastating. <laughs> Devastating experience. Worst experience I've ever had at the New Bev, for sure. Well, it was Drove one of the sad. Yeah, I bet. Le- you know, left work. Shit, man. And then got in my car and we waited. We had some good barbecue, and- though. Beforehand, yeah, <laughs> we had a good dinner. And we um, talked about these movies. We did the um, the the movie was fantastic. It yeah, was so excellent, and um, and I'm not. I even after seeing that, I'm still not just so inclined to go catch up on all the westerns that I haven't seen. Right. It just. It, I don't know. For some reason, it doesn't. Um, it doesn't grab me. But well, you've I, seen the pinnacle. You've seen the peak now, really. Yeah, and uh, and 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 by the way. The the main kind of young guy that was doing the the welcome talk, you know, on the mic there, uh, one of the employees, he 
had a pretty cool little story. He said, I want to welcome you to what I think is the best Western ever made. Right. He said, I saw it here for the first time ever four years ago. Wow. Not as an employee, but I was visiting LA. For, I think he said like for the first time oh, with my family. And we all sat right there and we sat, none of us had ever seen it, but we knew that it was one of what was supposed to be one of the best Westerns. Right, right. We were in Quentin's theater, blah, blah, blah. He's like, and I had such a, an experience, such a totally transformative experience that he's like, then I did everything I could to work here <laughs> or awesome, something man. like that. You know, that's awesome. And so, uh, anyways, the point is that he really talked it up and it, and it, and they played some really good, uh, trailers a bunch they played all of you know his trailers and um um and uh they played some really good um warner brothers cartoons some really good uh uh what's the what's the cowboy can sam is that his name i think it's toucan sam Really? Yeah, that shoots the oh yeah the short guy with the long red red mustache mustache. i think it's toucan Toucan Sam. sam god that sounds so weird but you're probably right. Anyways. Maybe that's a bird from a cereal box, actually. Toucan Sam. It's been a long time since we've been kids. This I is going to be funny. I don't know. Anyway. Look it up. Well. I mean, Toucan is a bird. Yeah. I'm at least glad that you got in and got to see it. And I think it's incredible. Uh, most people would probably say The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Who are yeah, Western. Toucan Sam is the. Yep. There you go. He's the bird from the mascot. <laughs> right again. Right again. I was punished, though. Because I think I, his name is Sam, though. But I just don't know what Sam Let's see. This will only take a second, everybody. Are we tonight? Yeah, we're about we're about to wrap this Yosemite. up. Yosemite. Yosemite. Yosemite Sam. Sam. Okay, so I had the Sam part. <laughs> Toucan or Yo- and Yosemite. Toucan probably. Oh, that's good. Yosemite shot Toucan. Well, I listen, this is the last thing I want to mention. We're right at our hour point. Yeah. Unless you got anything else, I think we should probably about wrap it up. But I just want to share this with you. You've probably gonna do read it at this point. After this, but yeah. this is bouncing all over social media at this point. Yep. Um Star Trek Voyager. <laughs> as we are contractually obligated to mention Star Trek, uh, was not as well received as previous Star Trek series. And in 1997, the producers decided to add a new character in an attempt to boost ratings. Actress Jerry Ryan was brought in. Uh, her, let's see, her husband and her actually ended up getting a separation after she went on the show. And she had said that part of the acting was her schedule and acting really led to that decision. Yeah. Of course, in 1999, uh, her husband, ex-husband's name is Jack Ryan. That's kind of funny. In 2004, Jack Ryan became a Republican nominee for an open Senate seat in Illinois. During the campaign, the proceedings from Ryan's divorce became public, contained details of his sex life that did not make him look good. The scandal forced Ryan to drop out of the Senate race in July, leaving the GOP time to only find a token opposition. Uh, It ended up leading to a young man who we didn't know at the time, Barack Obama, to a landslide victory in the Senate race that helped launch him onto the national stage, eventually (laughs) pulling an upset victory in the 2008 Democratic primary and win the presidential election. The lackluster writing of Star Trek Voyager (laughs) paved the way for the Obama presidency. And I just want to share that Star Trek led to Barack Obama. Thanks, Obama. I mean, thanks, Voyager. That's great. I love that. That's a great story. What a world. What a time to be alive. I love that. Um, Let me do a hidden gem real quick. Oh, yeah. Throw um, it out there. Hell yeah. You probably already read ahead, but I I would like everyone to go check out Capricorn One. Yes. Um, If you haven't haven't heard of it or seen it, um, it is a 
movie from 1977 uh, that my dad introduced me to when I was younger because and he you would, introduced me. He to would. Oh, did I? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Uh, my dad introduced me to it. Uh, I think just because he would quote it, and I would go, "What the fuck are you quoting?" <laughs> I mean, I was younger. I probably went, "What are you quoting?" Right. But anyways, he <laughs> he uh, at some point I saw it. And it is just uh, a is exactly up my alley. It's just everything that I love in a movie, which is it's just like kind of mystery and science yeah. fiction and space and just so many things that I love. Great conspiracy. And film. Uh, yeah, exactly. It is a conspiracy film, and it is um, starring Elliot Gould and some other great people. But he um, plays a reporter that is trying to uh, break open the truth about how NASA faked the Mars landing. And so you've got OJ Simpson along oh, with a couple of other guys fun who watch. are astronauts uh, on their way to Mars. And uh, they, they don't go to Mars. They uh, end up filming it in a soundstage right. and uh, convincing the world that they went to Mars. And that's all I'm going to say about it. It's fucking fantastic. Um, and uh, I encourage everybody to go check see it. it. So Our old boss, Marianne Lawrence, would love it. If yeah, she would. Check it out as well. Nightmare. Um, anyways, that's it for today. Uh, I'm gonna, you you like chugged your whiskey. I'm still sipping on mine. Oh, so much fun. <laughs> so much fun, this podcast. Let's I feel warm inside. Let's get out of here. When I was a kid watching Babes in Toyland. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Check out Reindeer Games.